Hello, and welcome to Three Association, a podcast about compassionate, contemplative, evocative supervision for spiritual directors, created by supervisors trained in the Together in the Mystery model. I'm Tara Owens. And I'm Maria Tattoo Bowen. We're glad you're here. Now let's listen in on today's Three Association conversation. Welcome, friends. Welcome, Maria, and welcome, Greg. Hi. Well, Hi. Thank thanks, you. Tara. <laughs> Good to be together again. And we're excited to have our guest, Greg Cochran, with us today. He is the executive director at Well for the Journey in Lutherville, Maryland. He's a staff person at Shalem Institute Spiritual Guidance Program. He works with the spiritual direction program for Paseo called Stewards of the Mystery. And he's a minister at Woodbrook Baptist Church in Baltimore. But one of the things I love most about him is that he's a woodworker and a photographer and a deep contemplative who makes me laugh. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So I anticipate we're going to have a good time with you today, Craig. No no pressure. So, Greg, as we get started, we do a free association, this time to the word self-disclosure. So, any free associations to that topic? Yes. Uh, Plethora of words. As an introvert, scary. Opportunity, invitation, growth, boundaries. Just those are some words that come to mind immediately. Greg, you're a little more serious about this than I am. (laughs) Self-disclosure and me in terms of where my brain went with that the first time and thinking about a free association with it was Instagram influencers. Um, (laughs) 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 And weird relationship that we have in social media with self-disclosure and what looks like actual self-disclosure that is really curated and what isn't and the way that that self-disclosure has become a thing that sometimes we trust and sometimes we don't in our social settings so that's what came up for me how about you maria oh my gosh run hide like i'm such an (laughs) introvert (laughs) i was just like running out of the room (laughs) yes but if i have to reflect further things come up like discernment and things i'm sure we'll be talking about yeah yeah so, Greg, how do you define self-disclosure um, in spiritual direction? The word that comes to mind is story. It's our stories, right? We live our lives and we have our stories. And so, as you mentioned it, Maria, the idea of this uh, listening for me and when to share part of my story um, with all the words that we had around us <laughs> just a moment ago, <laughs> including Tara, I, I liked what your free association was because it made me think of what we do with words, self-disclosure mm-hmm. and how social media maybe has changed for some people the meaning of that word where it is a very important thing in spiritual direction, very sacred piece of it. Yeah, that makes me think, Greg, that we are making space as spiritual directors and as supervisors for the self-disclosure of our 
directees and our supervisees. Yeah. That is the primary primary place where self-disclosure is happening. Sure. Um, and then to think about what and when we choose to self-disclose is use the word discernment. We've used we've used the word scary. And I think for those who are a little more extroverted, we probably put on it the the place of how much space do I take up in the room and how do I do that appropriately in a way that furthers my directees and supervisees journey instead of feeds my ego. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when I think about self-disclosure, I actually don't think so much of my own story in the sense of, because I, they can almost count on one hand the times I've told my story and direction, but I often think of like my feelings or my sense of God even, because I'm thinking now about Calvin who talks about knowledge of, it's hard to know God without knowing ourselves and it's hard to know ourselves without knowing God. So even that sense of how I sense God moving is in a way self-disclosure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. agreed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Greg, when has self-disclosure in spiritual direction or in supervision been something that you felt and discerned with a supervisor, perhaps, or others, when something that brought forth something important in the directee? Yeah. Well, I think I'm thinking about just a few hours ago Mm. when I was with uh, someone and uh, the arena where they were talking about, and I know that I've heard you talk about this, I think your paper was done on this, is struggling with the, the deconstruction and reconstruction of their childhood faith. And growing up in a very conservative fundamentalist background in the Baptist tradition, I went through that as well. And I think it's very important, the listening and awareness, that that deep conversation that as a supervisor, as our director, that you're always listening to that deeper conversation going on within you, to pay attention to that, knowing when it is time or possibility that it might be right to share some of your own experience and it felt right this afternoon to share that saying i get you i know where you're coming from around words that were hurtful even may have caused trauma growing up and how you struggle with that you know i struggle too and making sure it always comes back around though the focus is back to the person that you're sitting with as you say, Tara, not to take up any space that is not to be taken up in that setting. That's what comes to mind even today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like what you're saying, Greg, is in a way you shared that in order to sort of demonstrate empathy or compassion with the person that you sort of understand something about their struggle or their story. Yeah, I've, what I found immediately after that even on the, I'm a visual person, so I pay attention to expressions and things, even the expression on this person's face opened up. And so I think it creates Mm. an openness for a deeper sharing 
which is very sacred. You to get chill bumps now thinking about because you enter that that deeper sacred space, uh, that uh, hallowed ground. So yeah, yeah. an opening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think Maria, as you were saying that that as we are trained as spiritual directors, there's right good and important caution around yeah. self-disclosure because of all the things around the power dynamics in the spiritual direction room. And if we're telling our story to be heard in a particular way or without the discernment of the spirit, we can create these transference and counter-transference spaces where now our directees treating us like a yeah. teacher or like a mom or dad, or there's just all sorts of things that can cause really complex dynamics in the direction room with self-disclosure. And it's why as we train directors and supervisors, we caution so strongly the use of it. And what's been fascinating to me as I've with people as a supervisor is that directors often feel that they can't share that that feeling, that compassionate feeling that, oh, I feel sad with you, or yeah. I feel the sadness in the room, um, that they really wrestle with that, what you're talking about, Maria, that, that disclosure of emotion in a way that when offered a space, that, that if it's on behalf of the other, <laughs> instead of oh. on our own behalf, it can really be that place of opening, as you yeah. say, Greg. Yeah. And it makes me think, so self-disclosure may not use words, as Maria pointed out, as you just said, with tears. Mm -hmm. That's self-disclosing some things. I, I mean, mm -hmm. your facial expression it can mm -hmm. self-disclose some things. If you are uncomfortable with what someone is telling you, like it could show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really important. I mean, self-disclosure is so important in terms of our developing a connection with somebody. Yeah. If somebody tells us a painful story and we don't disclose how we feel mm. about that, imagine just the coldness in the space yeah. there and the lack of safety for the person who's just shared something really tender with us. So it's so important to do that. Um, yeah. I like that word safety. Yeah. Thank you, Maria. Yeah. yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. I'll also say that there have been times, and I don't know, you may have been going to go here. <laughs> I don't know. There have been times where I have started self-disclosing and realized, uh-oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have gone here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I realize it's all about me. It became all about me. Someone may have said something that I am working on myself personally or spiritually in my spiritual life. And I'm going like, oh, yeah, oh, you too. Yeah. And so I start, you know, mm -hmm. and then as you were talking about the Tara, that automatically kind of blows up the room a bit. <laughs> and what a great opportunity for supervision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that is so important. I'm so glad that you all are, I realize I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because that's so important to be able, I think self-disclosure also invites us to make sure that we are doing our own work on our own self, making sure that we've worked through hard things that we have gone through so they don't 
show yeah. up when they don't need to in a session. So supervision, group supervision, that's so important to be able to do that. So yes, Maria. <laughs> well, and I think like the, to me, that uh-oh moment, like when you yeah. start saying something like that to be able to feel that and to take it to supervision. And we've talked in this podcast about how supervision is a space of grace and learning and compassion and being held. It's not the, let me go tell the teacher what bad thing I did, (laughs) but instead let's explore together. Why, what is the spirit doing that I felt this need and, and can we trust also that the spirit did something with the directee, even if it wasn't a O. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Tara. Because for me, that's the importance of having a supervisor or a a, a group peer group, a peer group is to knowing that you have that space, that safe space. I go back, Maria, that safe space where Mm -hmm. you can take that, you know, you have to work that out and you have, yeah, this community that will help you do that, or this person that will help you do that for sure. And also, as you said, Tara, it's an opportunity to lean into trust that (laughs) even through my messiness, spirit is still working. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true, Greg. And I'm just both being able to go to supervision, but also our own spiritual direction, our own therapy. I'm thinking of a time now where I had somebody who was trying to explain dealing with bipolar disorder in their family and really not having a lot of words. It was a very fraught kind of conversation. And the person was really worried about being misunderstood. And because I had done my work, I was able to say, I have bipolar disorder in my own family. And so I, I do feel like I have some window into this. Yeah. And that's all I needed to say. I didn't need to tell any stories about it, but that just, the person just looked so relieved and yeah. was able then to have freedom to explore. So sometimes it's also maybe a difference. We're not processing anything with our directees and we're not telling a no. long story. We may just be saying something as simple as, oh yeah, yeah. I have some experience with that myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the goal, isn't it? To in uh, supervision or spiritual direction is intimacy with God or the divine. That's what we're we desire, and and helping people do that. Anything, even that small amount, that can freedom. I love that yeah. freedom that allows that person to move toward God in that way. It's like you're opening a door. Say, okay, come on in, look. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And and to that end, I can also remember having conversations where somebody maybe wasn't talking about a sad thing, but not expressing sad emotions. And my saying, oh, wow, I feel so sad that you were treated that way, then Mm -hmm. lets them access their feeling about it. So it's very simple. Yeah, mm-hmm. very powerful mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I think I love that image of 
either opening or pointing to a door, that self-disclosure does that. And we don't need to do the pomp and circumstance of opening a door. Like we don't need to bow and like, (laughs) here is, you can't see me gesturing towards this like magical door, but. But we um, see you gesturing. (laughs) (laughs) I've also had my dog coming in and out of the room and opening the door, which just felt like a fun little synchronicity to our conversation. But but it doesn't have to be a thing, like big thing. Actually, if we feel like we have to use a lot of words or a lot of details in order to to make the connection, then that's usually an indication that yeah. the connection isn't about pointing to the door. It's about doing some art of our own oh, inner work. Yeah. 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 And in that case, that sort of that's a place where you might say, uh, I'm going to hold on to that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 if it needs yeah. to be a big story. And the other thing about it that I find um, is that I, it, if there's any push in me towards that self-disclosure, if there's any, like, I have to say this, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. usually going to back up from saying it yeah. <laughs> because that's some kind of something. Yeah, what's going on in me? I would agree. And I, what I tend to do, if I feel something come up that a self disclosure piece, I might want to tell I typical thing to do is not to do it on the first time it comes up is to wait. Yeah. And if it comes up again, maybe I'll do it. If it comes up a third time. Okay. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> share it. But uh, yeah. I like that, mm-hmm. Tara. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I, the, for me, it's about energy. It's that sense of, yeah. does this have a lot of energy for me? Yeah. Or is this something neutral? If it's just neutral, then I can be a little more confident. But if it just has a lot of energy for me, <laughs> yes, that discernment piece is so important. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm mm-hmm. learning so much. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> me three. That's why this is called three associations. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh that would be I a good that. for a podcast. A podcast. Yeah, yeah, might be. It's interesting. One thing I'm realizing just from my training of spiritual directors over the years is sometimes new spiritual directors come into a training space really eager to self-disclose like oh "Oh, I want to share my wisdom with people I want to you know and part of the training process really disabuses people of that (laughs) notion that really this isn't about anything we have to share with anyone it's really much more about evoking things from them oh Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good Mm -hmm. point yeah Mm -hmm. and the couple of programs that I am in and one is I work with Tara and one of those yeah that's a noticing people come in with all Mm -hmm. this new energy around either learning the contemplative way or whatever and are excited Mm -hmm. about sharing that Mm -hmm. Uh, which I mean to to offer both the the reality that that's not what spiritual direction is and the compassion of yeah. often people come in to the process of spiritual direction and training in spiritual direction, having so deeply benefited from spiritual direction. Exactly. Yeah. And that, and from the contemplative way and that space. And so we want to share what we love and what that's has right. helped us. And as I say to some of my students, like, Everything that you need walks into the room with your directee. They're mm. literally, you could do nothing and other than listen, which is everything, yeah. or just reflect back the words that are said to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. there, there's a session right there. And which is why for me that, that self-disclosure, if it's happening regularly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big red flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, that reminds me of a story that you may know, Sister Rosemary Doherty. Oh, yeah. She was here in Baltimore, so I, I got to visit her several times. And there's a story that she tells about being in spiritual direction with someone, meeting outside on a bench. And she had was very tired. She had had a busy day. And I got and while they were sitting side by side, the directee was talking to her, sharing, and she fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And she woke up right toward the end of the session, and the person was still talking and said to her, Sister Rosemary, that is one of the best sessions we have ever had. Oh. <laughs> so the idea, as you're saying, Tara, <laughs> Sometimes just to be present yeah. is, uh, is important to do. And she told that story on herself, so I'm not. Uh... <laughs> she was actually one of my teachers in the 1980s when oh, I was being yeah. trained as a spiritual director. I have a really great fondness for her. Yeah. She, and all she was... she's contributed to our ministry. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's wonderful. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. for sure. Hmm. Well, speaking of self-disclosure, Greg, if we're at this point in the conversation, what is an experience of supervision that you have had as a supervisee that has been deeply meaningful to you? I'm discerning right now that I don't need to self-disclose anything. No. <laughs> no, I think in the tradition that I learned from is through the Shalane Institute, we had peer groups of spiritual directors that met together. And I remember first joining a group. It was actually Rosemary's former group that she first started. And I was this Baptist boy and I walked into the room and there were seven sisters. That was my peer group. And it was in that group that some of the first times, I don't know that there was an a, a experience, an experience that I think about, but the idea of the space that was held for me as I was just learning about this journey in spiritual direction, because in the Baptist world, especially the world that I came from, I had no idea what this mm. ministry was. Yeah. and what it meant until a pastoral counselor actually suggested it. So I started the Shalane program and this peer group and the my peer colleagues around the issue of anger, because that has been in my tradition, you don't get angry, you don't express anger. And to be able to name that in a group of people that I was just getting to learn because they held the space for me to feel, as your word, Maria, safe. I felt safe that I could do that. So I could explore that, like why, what this, why is what my directee saying, bringing this up in me and to be able to explore that. That's what I remember. And it wasn't one particular one, but over a time dealing with that issue within me, it was very helpful. Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. I would call it sacred. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then how beautiful that you could go back to your directee. Yeah. Feeling more ready to hear. Yeah. That's correct. It cleared up. I think earlier was mentioned about space. It cleared Mm -hmm. space within me Mm -hmm. uh, by letting that go uh, for Mm. sure. Mm. So that Mm. uh, I would say spirit could infuse that space more. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you, Greg, for making time to be with us today. We are so grateful for you and your voice being with us. I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you all. Thank you for what you do. I think this is a wonderful ministry and gift to uh, directors and supervisors. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Greg. It's a pleasure and a joy. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for today's Three Association Conversation. This and every Three Association episode can be found at threeassociation.com, on SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast feed. We appreciate you being with us. Please feel free to forward this or any Three Association Conversation to those who might benefit. Blessings on your life and ministry.